episode 62 of the Knit Action Podcast. My name's Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include actually finished, actually working, actually stashed, and actually attending. So guys, I have a bunch of finished objects. Now, I will caveat this by saying, if you listen to the Knit More Girls, they talk about finished, finished, finished. Like, are the ends woven in, and are the pictures taken and is it on Ravelry and these are finished like I'm not going to talk about these on the podcast again because they're done (laughs) or they're past the interesting parts of the knitting Um, but I have a couple of really cool finished objects that I'm excited to talk about today. The first one is the uh, June Lake tank. So this was a little tank top that I I spent maybe three weeks working on. I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's a really cute little top. I probably, frankly, will not wear it on its own. I will probably only wear it layered. But it's very, very cute. Um, it's The pattern is by, it says Afifa, A-F-I-F-A. Uh, it's associated with the yarn over truck which uh, I saw at Stitches West. I knit this out of a leftover Hedgehog Fiber sock that I had bought at the Longmont Yarn Shop. So I had used that for my confetti sweater. I had one skein of Oracle left over. Oracle is a beautiful gray with speckles of chartreuse and hot pink. And I really wanted to make sure that I used up all of that yarn. So I dyed up a solid gray, kind of a light-er gray, I would say, and then striped it. So at the beginning, you're knitting back and forth. It's got kind of a hem on it. And so I would knit back and forth with each color, so kind of two stripes of each. And it's in, in pattern. It's really cute. And then on the body of the sweater, I knit quite a ways in the round. So in that one, I was striping different color, kind of just alternating skeins, right? Striping a different color. It does not look striped. Um, And then when you get back to the top, you just go back to knitting back and forth. So then I did every two. And I was a little bit worried about how that would look, but I think it's just fine. I don't think that it looks stripey. I don't think that the color differences are dramatic enough that you can tell like, oh, that's one stripe and that's two stripes of the different colors. There's quite a bit of gray in the Oracle so that it just looks speckled. I think it looks really good. So that one was a really fun, quick little knit. If I had to do again, I would probably knit it at a looser gauge. I kind of came down my regular couple of needle sizes, and it did block up quite a bit bigger, but I also think I underestimated. Mine, I would say, has negative ease, and I don't enjoy negative ease in my clothing. Uh, So... I will definitely wear it. I really like it. I but I would with the negative ease I would not wear it on its own. Where that Pearl Soho notched hem tank I have and will continue to wear on its own because it fits 
in a more drapey way than than this one does. So I'm pretty excited about it anyways. I have a really cute gray cardigan-y. I mean, it's not cardigan-y. It's like t-shirt-y though, right? Cardigan that I probably got at Kohl's for a work trip or something that it'll layer really nicely under in the warmer weather. And then in the winter, I actually have a really beautiful chartreuse sweater that I knit last year, I think, which is the Fine Jacket by Vera Valamaki. And that's a cardigan that buttons and it's, I knit it out of Madeline Tosh Grasshopper, um, is the colorway. I don't remember what, it was a, like a mountain wool or something that I got from one of the clubs. And I think it would be a really nice piece under that too. It would probably also look good underneath my Rocky Coast cardigan, which is gray. So I have options for sure. If I ever finished the Austin hoodie, uh, that's a gray. So I could wear it under that. So anyways, it'll get worn for sure. It's blocked. The ends are not woven in. I have a little bit of a finishing pile going in my little knitting room right now. So at some point over the next couple of weeks, I'll sit down and do some finishing and then that'll be wearable. And so that was the first one. The second thing that I finished is I'm really getting into a groove in terms of knitting on my commute. So my new job is going really great. I'm very excited. I was a little bit worried about, you know, such a big transition after so much time in one place. And uh, it's close enough to what I was doing before that it feels very familiar. My boss seems pretty terrific so far. And he is letting me jump right into some things. And so I feel like I'm, I'm not floundering like Maybe you would in a new job. So that's all going great. And I really have decided I commuted by car the first maybe like three days because I was worried about exactly what time to get there and things like that. Uh, but it's really not that kind of an office at all where people are punching a clock kind of, you know, in terms of timing, I did go on some interviews where there was a real expectation of like clock strikes eight and you are in the door and thankfully I did not get those jobs. But, uh, I have been riding the bus and I have to say it, it has exceeded my expectations. I'm no stranger to commuting by public transportation. I used to ride the train from the North shore of Massachusetts when I lived in Boston. And so or when I worked in Boston and I wasn't living in the city anymore. And and I always kind of say to people, like, I had all that knitting time, but I didn't know that I was a knitter yet, so I lost all that knitting time. I could have been knitting on the train. And I probably was just reading a book or whatever. But uh, it really works out quite nicely. The train leaves from several locations near my house. I think I figured out the most convenient one. It's 40 minutes or so. A great audiobook or a podcast, and my knitting, and I am set. It actually feels like a little bit of like built in knitting time, which is pretty fun. So, I've been keeping to small projects so far, which has meant a lot of uh, sock knitting and the like. I had a great pair of socks that had been my, you know, in the car waiting to pick the kids up knitting for a little while 
and that was just a pair of vanilla socks that I was knitting in some lollipop yarn. I bought three skeins of lollipop yarn a couple of years ago when she was first getting popular, and it's funny because I think this one was my favorite, but for some reason, it's like I was hoarding it for a special occasion or something. I don't really know. I hadn't knit it yet. And the colorway is, I think it's called Tranquility. It might be just called Tranquil, but it's a dark gray and then a light gray and then uh, what I would call like a Tiffany blue. So a very light, you know, almost maybe like a sky blue, very pretty colorway. So very me. So those whipped up really fast on the bus. I was averaging like six stripes a day, I think, which I thought was pretty good. They are most of the way finished. They're finished to the point that I will not talk about them on the podcast again. So they need, um, the toes need to be kitchenered. I just pulled some waste yarn through them to get them off the needles and they need ends woven in and they need heels. And I'm going to try out my sock blockers to figure out heel placement. So I will just do a regular afterthought heel. I didn't put a lifeline in. I will cut them um, and create the heel that way. And what I did, moving on to my next Finista object, was I calculated how much, how many stripes I used. Calculated. I counted because it's like two stripes. I counted how many stripes it took for the toes and then wound off that much yarn plus one extra stripe in case anything goes awry and set it aside to do the heels. And then I had enough left over that I, uh, there was a friend of my husband's had a baby and their first baby, I knit a little hat. So I wanted to knit something for the second baby. So they had a little boy um, earlier in the summer and I just knit up a very vanilla hat. But as I was on the bus sort of admiring this yarn, I thought, well, this is this would make the perfect little baby hat, little stripey, cute, you know, lightweight hat for a baby boy. So that's what I did with the leftovers. And I cast it on one day on the bus just to get it going. And then we went to see the movie The Big Sick, which was very sweet movie. It's a... I think it's an Amazon film like Manchester by the Sea was, except it's not uh, gut-wrenchingly depressing like Manchester by the Sea was. And we went to see that, and and it was about two hours long, and I got all the way to the point where I was ready to do crown decreases on this itty-bitty hat in the course of the one movie. So that is finished. It It's blocked. I do need to weave in the ends super quick. Um and that'll be ready to go. So that was my second finished object. No, my third finished object, right? And then my fourth finished object is I finished Jack's Hufflepuff socks. So I bought Hufflepuff yarn from Canon Hand Dyes when I was at Stitches West. It's very bright yellow with dark gray. I wouldn't call them black stripes, but they're very dark gray stripes. And there's something related to Snapchat that somehow he knows how many days it's been since I started these socks. He's like, well, my streak with such and such, and then I 
feel old and say, it's fine, I'll finish your socks and I'm talking about Snapchat. <laughs> but um, those have been in progress for kind of a while. They are long. He wanted really long socks. I do have some left over. i got to figure out exactly what I'm going to do with my Hufflepuff leftovers. But they just need heels. Uh, my son is growing. I literally, you guys, I think he's grown four inches since we got back from Hawaii. So he's kind of a late bloomer height-wise. He was always on the shorter side. I am quite short. But his dad is tall, and it was clear he it, he was going to catch up at some point, and it is this summer. He is just shot up. So I think he was five feet tall when we went to Hawaii and I think he is five foot four and he's been at camp for a week so he's gonna get home and I'm gonna think who are you and what did you do with my baby (laughs) so his feet are growing too and I feel like I need to try them on him before I decide where the heel's gonna go so that I make sure that they fit him well but he's very excited about them he'll be very excited about the fact that they're almost entirely finished by the time he gets home from camp. And so that will be fun. So same sort of deal. They're not finished, 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 whatever. But I am done talking about them. (laughs) Actually working. I have quite a few things in progress and things that I started. So when I drop the kids at camp, Usually my husband and I try to do something for a couple of days while the kids are up there. Uh, One year we went to Breckenridge, and that was really fun. We had some sort of whatever, like, timeshare deal that we went up and stayed in Breck. Last year we went up a couple days early to pick them up, and we stayed in Winter Park, and that was really fun. So this year we decided to go to Steamboat, and I had only been to Steamboat Springs one time. It's not the easiest place to get to, but if you're already up in Granby, then it's not that far. I think it was like an hour and a half further drive, which is just as long as it took us to get to Breck. It might have taken us two hours to get to Breck from Granby the time that we did that. So we had some time in the car. I drove up to camp, and then my husband drove up to Steamboat, and then he was nice enough to drive all the way home when we came home. So I had quite a bit of car knitting time, and that was really nice. I That was where I finished the Hufflepuff socks. And then I cast on two things on the car ride. The first one that I cast on was my husband's Christmas socks that I bought yarn for at the Estes Wool Market. So I bought some MJ yarns. I let him pick it out because he was a good sport and went to the Estes Wool Market with me. And so he kind of had the opportunity to pick whatever he wanted. He picked a really great color. I'm trying to look up the colorway really quickly while I talk to you guys because I think I'm going to get it wrong otherwise. But it's a beautiful uh, blues, browns, orange. Some of it's, I'm sure, just like blending of the different colors. It's something fairy. I don't see it on his... Oh, fairy lake. Fairy lake is what it's called. So it's got a gorgeous... Like I said, turquoise and orange. And I think then the brown comes when those things 
touched each other in the dye pot, but they're really neat looking. It's very, very um, Jonathan's aesthetic, you know, his sort of original aesthetic of those really great colors. He talks quite a bit about the fact that his yarns don't pool, and so as you knit it, it's a variegated yarn, but it is very different. The the way that the colors repeat, hmm, I was just going to say the way that the colors repeat don't repeat, so that doesn't make any sense, but it's very organic looking, maybe is the right way to say it, that they it's not like then there's some blue over here and then there's some orange here. And then two inches later, it looks exactly the same. The colors kind of continue and, and do interesting things on the needle. So I worked on those. I got one whole sock done and I was pretty pleased with myself for that. I think it's about 15 inches long or so. Um, and it still needs heels and then I started the second one, and I got through the cuff and onto the leg of the sock. So at a certain point, that will just be my commuting knitting for a week or so, and I should be able to crank through the second sock there, which is great, because I feel like I'm always under the gun for Christmas socks, and it's only July, so that makes me happy. The other thing that I cast on while we were away was Ben's Gryffindor hat. So while I was at Stitches, I I was texting with the kids, like, what, what do you want mom to buy to make you? And Jack wanted his Hufflepuff socks. Ben wanted Gryffindor yarn, and then he wanted a hat. So he is getting a Gryffindor sock head hat. I cast on fewer stitches than the pattern calls for and a smaller needle size because my sock head hat I adore, but it's a little bit slouchy on me. My head is bigger than his head, and I think he will want his to fit less slouchy. So I figure uh, negative ease on a hat is a good thing, and I, I think it'll fit him really nicely. I did a stretchy cast on to make sure that it'll be good and stretchy and you do a whole bunch of ribbing on that hat so that the base of the hat is nice and stretchy so I think he'll be excited I probably got through two inches of what I will call the cuff of the hat since it's is that what you call the bottom of a hat the cuff I don't know I got it through about two inches of that so you know I'll probably do four inches of ribbing. That way it can be folded up and then start the stock in that part. Somebody at work gave me free movie passes. So we're going back to see Spider-Man for a second time tomorrow night to celebrate them being home from camp. And that will be fun. And that'll be my movie knitting. And then on Sunday, because it's like the end of the summer, my kids go back to school uh, two weeks from Tuesday, which is ridiculous, but they do. And so they go back to school very, very soon. And we are jamming in our last like summer things we need to do. And one of those things is that we always go to Broncos training camp. It's super expensive to go to a Broncos game. Ben doesn't even like football. So every year we go to training camp and that the only opportunity we're really going to have now that I am in the new job and can't, I have plans to take time off, uh, towards the end of the summer 
and that's that's not going to happen with a brand new job. So the only time we can really go is on a Sunday. So we're going to go, and I think the only Sunday that it's open is this Sunday. So that's a long way of saying we're going to training camp on Sunday, and I will bring this with me in my little plastic bag so that I can uh, knit while we hang out. That is all of the knitting that I worked on this time. But, you guys, I worked on a crochet project, and I'm thrilled with it. So you might remember the story of my little weekend adventure down in Denver when I went to the Stephen West class at Fancy Tiger. After that, my friend Liz, who has colorful eclectic yarns, was having her first ever trunk show at Fabric Bliss. So Fabric Bliss is this darling little shop on Santa Fe in the Arts District in Denver. It's not a huge shop, but it's a very well-appointed little shop. And the I don't know the name of the woman who owns it. Anyways, she's, she's lovely. She's very nice. So I went in to visit Liz and buy some yarn. And right as I walked in the door... There was just the most breathtaking little t-shirt, crocheted t-shirt that I had ever seen. The pattern is called the Blooming Tea, and it's an interweave crochet project pattern. I will say the one thing that I didn't love was I had to buy the whole issue of interweave crochet. I get interweave knits, so I don't often buy their patterns electronically. I have them in the magazine if I want them. And frankly, I get the magazine and we don't often hear me talk about knitting things out of interweave knits, but I like to look through interweave knits. Anyways, I had to buy the whole magazine. It was not that much more expensive than buying a single pattern, but I thought it was strange that that was still their delivery mechanism. So... I got very inspired. The sample was knit in Madeline Tosh, some sort of beautiful gray, and then a red and a purple because the front, I think I didn't say this part, the front of it has this beautiful poppy, which is one of my favorite flowers. So this gray and then this pop of red and some purple for like the stamen of the poppy, whatever. And I was like, I'm obsessed with this, but this is crocheted. And I don't really crochet very much. And sometimes I don't always feel super successful with crocheting because I feel like I've never done it enough to master some of the basics. For example, changing colors. I don't really know how to do that without it looking wonky and weird. But I'm about to figure it out because I am making really good progress on this little t-shirt. So it's mostly done in double crochet. I I may end up sort of ruining little pieces of this, but again, I'm not an advanced enough crocheter to improvise here, but it is, it is done in pieces. I almost just said knit in pieces. It is crocheted in pieces. I think that's because of the intarsia. It's basically crocheted intarsia on the front. So you start with the back, which is nice because it's just... Right now I'm just double crocheting. So I got the hang of that. I had bought a smaller hook than was called for 
thinking that my gauge in crochet might be loose like my gauges in knitting and my gauge was definitely too tight it was definitely off a bit and so I bought new crochet hooks a few weeks ago at Longmont Yarn Shop and I was just sort of waiting to finish a couple of these other things before I jumped in. So then I jumped in and I'm really happy with it. I did check my gauge after quite a while the other day and it feels like it's right about on. It might be my my row gauge is definitely on. My stitch gauge might be a little bit like I think maybe I was one stitch bigger per four inches. But this is meant to be worn with quite a bit of positive ease, so I feel like that's going to be okay, even if it's a little bit big, because it's one of those, let's see if it even says on Ravelry, I know it says in the thing. So the samples have four inches of positive ease, so even if that means that I have four and a half inches of positive ease or five inches of positive ease, I don't think that's going to matter in terms of my happiness with the fit of the, the little t-shirt. I was very nervous about this whole intarsia piece on the front. The lady at the store was so sweet. So she called the woman who had crocheted the sample. They do like mimosas and hang out and crochet on Sunday mornings, which clearly sounds like my jam. So if I need help, I can go in. They have great crochet support at Longmont Yarn Shop too. And I know that if I went in there, Gail would find me some help. But what they told me to do was make sure that for the pink that I wound it into two balls so that I could, and I I was not thinking that through because I was thinking that somehow I'd have to come at it from each side and they would meet in the middle. But I started to read the pattern and the other night I was like laying in bed thinking about what did that mean and I figured out I think that the reason that I need the two balls is because there will be rows where it goes gray pink purple pink gray so that way I'll be able to pick up the pink um, even though the purple interrupts it in the middle but I think I have to do the same thing with my gray which is fine because I have it um, wound into a ball, and I'll just take that ball and wind it into two balls instead. I don't think that's a big deal, but I did not think that through, and I definitely am inexperienced enough with crochet that when, when she was saying to me, make sure you wind the pink into two balls, I was not grasping why. But now I do, so I, I'm excited about it. I am working on it now and I think I'm like 28 rows of double crochet in and I think I have to do 36 rows of double crochet before I have to start doing any shaping so hopefully the shaping will not blow my mind hopefully the shaping will be something that I'm comfortable doing on the bus because I don't know how much time besides tonight I will have to work on it I have to drive five hours round trip tomorrow to pick the boys up at camp and I'm by myself so that's all driving time, no knitting time. And we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I could imagine that by next weekend, I might be ready to start the front, which jumps right in with the chart, like 
row two, you're doing color work. So that should be pretty fun. And I feel much less intimidated about it than I did. I did reserve the right to phone a friend and ask my friends, Sarah and Jen, if they would help me if I get totally messed up. But so far, so good. I'm really pretty pleased with how it's going. And then anybody who crochets at all would laugh because basically all I've done is a large rectangle of double crochet and I feel super fancy <laughs> for having done it. But we'll see you guys. It's an adorable pattern. I guess maybe crochet stuff on Ravelry just doesn't get popular as fast as other things. There's not that many projects. There's 12 projects and I was looking to see this was in the spring 2017 interweave crochet. So it did just come out, but I don't I just thought it was darling. I thought it was so cute. Why does this say it was a dollar ninety nine from interweave and I think I paid seven bucks. I don't know. <laughs> I'm distractible tonight. Anyways, plenty more about that. I'm excited about the yarn. Uh, I have a really, instead of the red, I have a really bright pink. I am going to dye something up for the the middle of the flower. I think I'm going to dye myself up just a mini skein of some purple. I am going back and forth because I have minis that have Stellina in them and minis that don't. But maybe I should, maybe the center should sparkle, right? That would be cute. So we'll see. It's been fun working with Liz's yarn. It's really beautiful. I like the hand of it. I really like the color. So this is a dark, dark, dark gray. The colorway was called Coal, I think. And it's got a lot of variation like I like. So I'm very pleased with the yarn. I'm trying to look up the name of the pink. I think it might be called pink! Exclamation point. But I might be wrong. Anyways, I was. it's always fun to support a local dyer. I, I'm really proud of Liz. She's trying to really build her business and do some exciting things. So that's cool that the colorway is not on uh, her Etsy shop, but I think it's called pink exclamation point, which, which would really kind of sum up what this color looks like. So more to come on that, you guys. Maybe I'll become a uh, ambidextrous crafter and I'll knit and I'll crochet or maybe this will be a one-time foray, but I'm I'm thrilled with how this little project is going. And I feel like it's the type of thing that I'll be able to get somewhere out in the fall. I think I could wear a black or white or gray long sleeve t-shirt underneath it and stretch this into, you know, the the winter months a little bit in terms of what I wear. I am still working through, you know, what I wear to work kind of stuff. So I'm excited to have it in my wardrobe and I think it'll be really fun. And then probably since I talked to you guys last time, I think I had cast on the Wonder Woman shawl. I did not, that's been going everywhere with me in my purse, but it hasn't gotten a lot of love in the last week or so. But I'm just trying to think back to when I recorded last. I may I may have cast that on since the last time. So I am working on the Wonder Woman wrap. That's a pattern by a designer. It's a free pattern, you guys, by a designer named Carissa Browning. 
And it's everything. It is everything. It's beautiful. I just am so excited. I was so excited about this pattern. So I hand-dyed some yarn for myself and my friend Sarah and my friend Jen. And I will be knitting two of these because Sarah is a crocheter and asked for a Wonder Woman wrap. And then one for myself, of course. But it's really fun. Very well-written pattern. It is one where there's a lot of, we're going to repeat this many times, and I kind of wish that it had the little Boston Gen checkboxes for how many times you're supposed to do things, which is simple enough to just do myself. But I, I think that's a nice feature of her patterns. And uh, I think I'm done with four sections of it. So I've done base row and then the first triangle and the first section of yellow and I think I'm on the second section of red I think and then uh, and then it kind of you kind of work on the sides so uh, it hasn't felt like bus knitting that has been most of the time that I've had in it and it did I brought so much knitting with me to Steamboat I guess you can probably get that impression already but I didn't take it out of my bag at all when I was up in Steamboat I mostly just worked on on socks and that hat and stuff. So that will probably get some love once the t-shirt is done or if I have time to be knitting at home this week or we have a lot of martial arts stuff going on this week and I end up doing a lot of knitting there, then um, hopefully it'll make some progress. But I'm excited about that project as well. And that is what's on my needles lately. It feels like it must have been a long time since I talked to you guys because there's been a lot of stuff. So that's it. Actually stashed. I've been pretty good, you guys, stash-wise. I have not purchased any yarn since the last time that I talked to you guys. I did receive yarn in the mail that I had previously purchased, so I'll talk about that really quickly. I had joined for Mother's Day as a gift to myself the Hedgehog Fibers uh, Club. There was one that opened on Mother's Day, and I did the Sock Club. And so I get two skeins of yarn a month for June, July, and August. And my July yarn showed up sometime earlier this week. I was really pleased with how early in the month it came, especially because it comes all the way from Ireland. I, I was just very impressed with how quickly I got it. I have not done anything with last month's skeins yet, but I I don't I'm not gonna beat myself about that. Uh, the skeins this month are called Enchanted, which is a gorgeous mossy green with then some streaks streaks of dark pink running through it. So like Enchanted Forest, it's very very lush. And really, really gorgeous. And I think, I keep kind of going back, you know, I'm really trying to think about fingering weight sweaters, ways to use my sweater quantities of fingering weight yarn. So I have this yarn that has been in my stash for a while. It's a, I think it's Tosh Merino Light, although it might be Tosh Sock. And it's in a colorway called Gray Gardens, which has been discontinued ever since I bought it, which might have been three years ago. Uh, but it's 
gray with green undertones. And so I think that could be really beautiful if I, if I found the right pattern for that to then work in this green along with that beautiful gray. I have quite a bit of it. So that might be a fun use for that one, but we'll see. And then the second skein is called Picnic, and it is just what I would call a typical hedgehog. So it's probably like a primarily white base, maybe a little bit pink-ish, and then speckles galore. So it's fantastic, and I have no idea what I'll do with it, but I'll probably take it out and admire it all the time. And then one day I'll just magically get a great idea of what it's meant to grow up and be. And then I will make something awesome with it. So that is the Hedgehog Club. Then the Madeline Tosh Yarn Club I did this time as well. That yarn is on its way. I got a shipping notice today. So that'll be kind of fun because it will be a surprise. I will say sometimes I get frustrated with this club and I had forgotten that. But I got the... I got the link to vote and didn't see it and didn't vote for the yarn, which is fine. That's on me. But, like, the link didn't work. And then I sent a bunch of emails saying, hey, I'd like to just see what the choices were. I know I can't vote, but can't I see the choices? Nobody ever got back to me. I think I had sent, like, three emails and posted in the rivalry group before anybody got back to me. And I was just feeling a little bit, like, frustrated with that. But... Part of the reason you do this club is so it'll be a surprise. So mine will be a complete surprise. I don't know what the choices were. I don't know what the winning inspiration picture was. It's going to come in the mail, and it's going to be completely news to me what that yarn will be, which is fun, and that's and that's fine. It also felt late in the month, right, to where the Hedgehog Club, I was like, wow, this is here so soon, and it came all the way from Ireland. The... Madeline Tosh one, it will be lucky to get here during the month of July. It will probably be August 1st or 2nd before it's actually in my hands. But that's okay. The thing that I was proud of myself with was, same deal, I signed up for this, I guess, in May or June, and then it's a June, July, August yarn shipment. But my July yarn is already a sweater, and I've already worn it three or four times. So that made me really proud of myself. I have been wearing that Pearl Soho notched tank. I wore it to work last week. I'm again, I'm trying to figure out sort of the right things to wear to work. My boss wears jeans every day. I wore jeans today. And last week I have a cute pair of white jeans. And so I wore white jeans and heels and my cute, maybe that, I guess it was two weeks ago, because last week I was at camp. No, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, but I wore my cute little tank and white jeans and heels, and that felt like a cute, dressy enough, but also kind of casual outfit. And it was crazy hot the day that I wore it. Of course, I'm in an office building all day, but then I was walking back to my bus. I take the bus down to Union Station, and then there's a little like free shuttle that runs up and down the 16th Street Mall, so I have to take that, and I was walking to my shuttle, and there's a time and temp on a bank that I walked past, and it was 100 degrees, and I was like, you are wearing wool, but it didn't matter. I wasn't at all hot wearing it, so um, wool is magic, I guess, is the, the answer to that. 
So that is it for my stash this time. And then I wanted to talk a little bit about upcoming events. So things I will be actually attending. I am planning to make a few stops during Hot August Knits. That is the Northern Colorado, Southern Wyoming yarn crawl. And that starts very soon. I know that Gail has already been posting things about it on social media for Longmont Yarn Shop. It actually looks like it starts this weekend. So July 29th to August 17th. It says Fort Collins to Estes Park to Longmont to Cheyenne to Laramie. It's a yarn party just for you. And so if you guys are local, there are some great shops here in northern Colorado. Obviously, I'm a big fan of the Longmont Yarn Shop, but I really, really love, love, love my sister Knits up in Fort Collins. I haven't been up there in a while. I haven't been to the Loopy U in a while. Not that I need yarn, but I'm a little bit overdue for visits to those shops. Uh, so if you are around and looking for something fun to do first couple weeks in August, definitely check those out. And then those are followed immediately, I think, by Yarn Along the Rockies. So Yarn Along the Rockies is uh, really from Boulder down to Colorado Springs. So there are fewer shops this year, again, than last year. You know, there's always turnover. But Bags by Cab, that one's right near my office now. Colorful Yarns in Centennial is just magical, and everyone should go there. Never made it to any of the ones in Colorado Springs. I did make it as far as Castle Rock a couple years ago. Fabric Bliss is that charming little shop on Santa Fe that I like very much. Fancy Tiger, everybody loves. Finger Play Studio is very close by to me. That's in Louisville, and uh, I love, love, love them. They're charming and lovely in there. Gypsy Wools, they just moved. Um, I think their new address is on here, but they were closer to the 29th Street Mall in Boulder, and now they're closer to Lafayette, I think. And then there are a couple in downtown Denver. There's a new one in Woodland Park. I think Woodland Park is like up I-70. I don't exactly know. But there are definitely some of these that I haven't heard of. Piney Creek Yarn, that feels new to me. Shuttles, of course, is kind of an institution around here. So for every shop that we lose, it, it seems like we did add a few uh, this year, and that's that's good. But show some love to the local yarn shops, and if you're not in Colorado, show some love to your local yarn shop because it, it always makes me worry when you see uh, great stores close. Then the other thing that I am probably going to go to, I haven't really thought this through, but September 9th and 10th is the Salida Fiber Festival, and that's always a, a, just a really fun one. Beautiful drive up to Salida. So if you're local and you're just looking for good aspen peeping and beautiful scenery and things like that, Salida is gorgeous. They have it in this little park that is down on the um, on river. I don't know what river, but a really nice little uh, river. And there's a beer garden and it says there's winery and a gin punch from a distillery so there's all this great foodie stuff when I went last time I had 
I think I've talked about this 85 times, the most delicious veggie sandwich I've ever had uh, at a little place up there. So Liz from Colorful Eclectic will be there. I'm looking to see if there's anybody else I know. I think that Jonathan from MJ goes to this. No, he's not on the list. But there's a lot of places. When I went, it was definitely a bunch of things that I had not seen before. So it's kind of a fun one. And there were interesting things. And like I said, it's worth it just for a beautiful September Colorado drive. So probably going to this one. Haven't made a real plan about it, but it's definitely on my radar. And then I am, I promise, I am working on the Knit Nosh plans. My hope is to get some emails out to some people this week. I think that I am locked down on date and venue, which means that now I can reach out to the dyers. Thinking about doing more than four dyers, seeing if I can fit more than four dyers in, but leave it at four courses. So we'll see. I'm going to give that some brain space this weekend and and try to get that figured out for November. So stay tuned. I think I talked last time about the fact that I had screwed up the dates with Ben's black belt, but I, I do think that I'm aiming for November, especially now I do feel like my transition to work is going pretty well and I don't feel as overwhelmed as I thought I would. So that's all good. And that's really it for this time, you guys. So thank you for hanging out. I hope that everybody is having a great summer. I hope you've had lots of yarny adventures and taken your knitting fantastic places and are not too hot or humid or icky and sticky wherever you are. I hope the weather has has cooperated. We've had a pretty beautiful summer here in Colorado. And if you want to be in touch before next time, you can certainly always find me on Ravelry. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook as Knit Actually Podcast, on Twitter as at Knit Actually. The show notes are at knitactuallypodcast.com. And if you enjoy the podcast and feel so inclined, I would greatly appreciate um, iTunes reviews. It helps people find the podcast. The listenership is kind of always growing, and I appreciate all of you, um, but it's fun for me when new people discover the podcast as well. So until next time, you guys, happy knitting and thanks for hanging out.